Yo, why did the rapper carry an umbrella? For Drizzle Baby. <laughs> you know, when it's raining all of that swag on him. That was a funny joke. <laughs> this is the sixth episode of Confessions, guys. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. And if you've been here before, you know how I do. So let's get it cracking. Yo, grab your tea or your Hennessy. Sit back, listen to some dope beats. My name is Mila. Welcome to Confessions of a Trap Yogi. I confess. I love music. I confess. I love love. I confess. I have moments that I doubt myself. I confess. Life as a yogi is dope as hell. Yes, life as a yogi is dope as hell. I say that and I mean it. (laughs) I feel like no matter what, I'm so, 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 so happy that I found a practice that helps me live my best life. I feel like everybody's been saying that lately, right? Like living your best life, what does that even mean? And for me, at the moment, it means knowing knowing how to tell the difference between some bullshit in my head, like shit that I've made up, and correct understanding. Um, Living my best life means being able to let some shit go. Like, uh, I woke up and my now 14-year-old has on my very expensive scarf around her head, like a head wrap. Now, I don't mind her wearing my stuff. But it was just washed. She did not ask. And she tried to play me. She tried to peek around the corner and say, like, bye, mommy. I'll see you later. And I'm like, yo, buddy, like, slow your roll. (laughs) I was, I woke up to her trying to be a little snake. And probably a few years ago, that would have been my day thinking about how my kids try and get over on me. (laughs) But I was able to let that go and enjoy the rest of my day and not ruin hers. Like at the end of the day, I did not ruin her day because of how I was feeling based upon what she did or did not do. And I really, I really dug that. That was, that was good for me. I was not capable of doing that years ago. And that doesn't just apply to my children. That applies to everybody. I mean, yeah, sometimes people say I'm a little too nice, but you know, I, I do like being in control of my energy and how much energy I put into things and why it is that I'm putting it there. If I'm irritated and mad and I want to be irritated and mad for whatever reason, I just let myself. And um, for me, you know, those things emerged because I found a practice to hold myself accountable and to do some deep reflection and be very mindful about those moments of how I'm feeling and why and where to where do those thoughts and things come from. So yeah. Speaking of thoughts and things, I want to thank you for rocking with me and coming back to listening to my thoughts and things. If you want to stay up to date on the classes that I teach or anything about me, you can do that by visiting me on Um, my website, www.milakmarshall.com. 
And you can also follow me on my social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at Kells the Yogi. For everybody that reached out to me to let me know about the Spotify podcast boot camp, y'all are the real MVPs this month. Thank you very much. Not only does that let me know that people are thinking of me specifically, but that you also believe um, in confessions and my conversations. And yeah, that in and of itself had me crying into my Hennessy. (laughs) Maybe not crying into it, but sipping all of it. Um, I did toast myself because it's a huge, it's a huge deal to be doing this shit. Like, I don't know if you know how challenging it is to do a podcast. Um, It's not really that challenging, but I guess what I meant to say is, among other things, um, I didn't start doing this to gain a wider audience. I really started doing it because I acknowledge that online, you know, reading can be time consuming and I'm not able to talk about uh, things that I really want to talk about in a way that I want to writing it. So I was like, screw that. Might as well just record it. So it's not like I really enjoy listening to myself speak, but because I realized I love, I love good conversation, y'all. Um, I really had a great time with my homegirl Shay and can't wait to invite other guests on so I can have somebody to talk to because that's really where this community lives like you you can't talk to yourself like have you ever met somebody or been with somebody that the only person they ever listen to is themselves right like they're always in their own head they don't talk to anybody that has a different opinion the only person that they see on a day-to-day basis that they respect as their own reflection right like they have zero interest in conversing with people that don't affirm the beliefs and understandings that they currently possess. And that is so, so, so not me. I'm like constantly looking for shit that is the opposite of what it is that I stand for. And that's because I'm still trying to discover what's the difference between how I feel, like really me, how I feel and how I think versus um, things that were passed down to me, right? Like I, I, re- I remember, I remember telling my mom, um, a few years ago, like, mom, I think I might be a Republican, right? <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat. I'm a, I can't do my mom's voice. And she was like, you were born Democrat. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. She was ready to beat my ass because I, I thought about being something else. And uh, I realized that many of us live our lives like that. Like, shit, we, we are who we are because that's who the fuck we were told to be. Or not only were we told to be that, we were told if we deviate from that, then we're whack as hell <laughs> for, whatever, for whatever reason. Um, so that's why I'm constantly looking for, well, what's the, what's the opposite of what it, what it is that I currently believe? And how do I feel about that? And can I make up my own mind? It's been good for me. So I'm hopeful that I can get people on that help, help me expand by learning to listen to uncomfortable shit. 
you know, like the shit that you really don't want to hear. <laughs> the shit that you know makes you uncomfortable. The shit that you know might be true, but you just don't want to deal with it today. I don't like being told about myself. I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to my perspective about me. And, and that only came because I let somebody tell me who I was for years so now I feel like I went on this extreme of you don't know me, you don't know shit about me, you know, I know me better than you. But at the same time, sometimes my own glasses are foggy with, um, with fear or with arrogance or with, um, what's, what else do I feel sometimes? Um, ineptitude. And people have to remind me, you are a kind person, or you are beautiful, or you can be a bit abrasive, or you can be um, uh, judgmental, right? I am not without, um, you know, parts of me that I can't see, right? Like, I can't, I can't see myself. I can feel myself, but I can't see myself. And it's good to have a practice of listening. I think I posted like an affirmation. I have to find it where it, it said, um, <clears throat> let me see if I can remember it. I, I lovingly listen to what others have to say about me and am courageous enough to ask myself if it is true, right? Yeah, that's it. It felt good saying that too. Now, I don't get so, you know, ruffled when people tell me what they see. I listen and I'm brave enough to ask myself, well, is what they see is what they see true? And it might be true for them, right? Like, it's true for you but not true for other people. And this comes, you know, into play with relationships, right? And that's what we'll be talking about today is how we function in our partnerships and situationships when certain things are out of our control. I'll let you know what's definitely out of your control is how somebody sees you and accepts you and, and receives your energy. None of that is in your control. We can try and skirt around by using certain words or having conversations at a certain time of the day or avoiding certain moments and, and trying to make a moment a particular way. And we want people to see us how we want to be seen. And that is valid. But yo, I'm going to tell you now, if people have, have shady ass glasses on or they have a way of listening that finds the lie or the potential lie. There's nothing you can do about that. That shit is totally out of your control. So what do you do about it? How do you handle it? How do you, what, like, what if it's you, right? Honestly, what if it's you?
I have not been in a relationship in going on six years and it has felt great. <laughs> I say great because I do not feel as though any part of my life is being controlled or attempted to be controlled by someone else. And I also can be very confident in that whatever bad habits I picked up from my last relationship, I'm actively looking to put down and never, never, never revisit again moving forward when I have somebody to love on. We get our relationships, you know, uh, mixed up in terms of ownership and what it is that we really have the right to ask for. I know, I know, I know. You know, um, many people have talked about relationships and you may criticize, you know, who I am to have these types of, of comments, but um, not only am I an ex-wife, and mother, but I am speaking less from the perspective of my hurtful <laughs> interactions and more from my um, philosophies as a yogi. There's nothing different about a marriage, you know, situation than any other way that you treat a human being, like at your most natural state, your most conscious and aware state, the love that you have for your partner is not greater or less than the love that you have for any other living being. And that's from a yogic perspective, but we live in the real world. So I believe in accountability and I believe in honesty and I believe in autonomy, really. 
But I do not believe that when we join by choice to live in each other's lives, that we have all access to control each other and or make requests that favor us and cost our partner from being able to take care of themselves. Now, I have had many conversations about, you know, so what it is that I would and would not tolerate. And tolerance is very different from control. Now, if I were to be in a new relationship and my partner um, enjoyed going out at night and um, stayed out until four in the morning, would I have a problem with that? I guess I have to ask myself, well, what is it that I could do about it? What type, what is my ask and why am I asking it? So I could say, well, ain't nothing open in them streets but legs. That's what granny used to say, right? Um, but before we got married, I knew that this person loved to be out and, and spend time with their friends and be in certain places, you know. And I would go and there was nothing sideways about it. I know that this person is doing what it is that they're, you know, that they say they're doing. So I need to get out of my feelings about that. Well, maybe I just think it's right for them to be home with me. We should go to bed at the same time. Okay. Um, why is that important to me? Uh, maybe what I'm really trying to get at is that I suffer a little bit from loneliness uh, that I feel really comfortable and safe when he is near me. And I would prefer him near me more often than not. So what's the difference between saying that and saying, you going out again? <laughs> it's a huge difference. Because the one thing that I've learned about um, control is that people often are passive aggressive um, with how they allow you to live your life, right? What they tolerate. Um, I am of the mind that your partner and you made a decision to have all access to each other's lives because that access didn't hurt. That access may have facilitated some growth and not all growth feels good, right? There are growing pains. Um, but that all access doesn't give you the right to restrict and hold hostage because somebody is doing what it is that you find unfavorable all the time. And we have to be a bit reasonable. Sometimes we can get, you know, muddied in the logistics of our everyday lives. Like, well, you said you were going to take out the garbage and then you said you were going to take the dog to the vet and you didn't do any of that so now you causing a problem and you know like there are those types of logistics and then there is the logistics that came before that your spoken word that you did not keep right so you have the act itself and you have the words that affirm the acts that didn't happen so not only did you not do what you said you were going to do, but you did, you also, low-key, you kind of lied, right? So we, we look to control to reduce drama, to reduce uncomfortable situations, to 
maintain a level of equity and neutrality in our relationships. So we need these rules um, and ways of working and our manners. Our manners go a long way in life, even with people that we are um, closer to and intimate with. But um, when we have a checklist of what needs to be done, like a living a life of if then, um, then that can get a little tricky and that can backfire. Sometimes things are not a one-to-one um, ratio. We can't control what our partners talk about and think. We cannot control how they think about us. We simply can do our best to be our best. We have to be careful about how we share ourselves with each other. Are you sharing yourself because you want all access to somebody's life and you want to tell them what they should do or how they should do it better and how you see them and how you know they can do well and your way is always the better way and if they would just listen to you. That doesn't sound like a very happy, nourishing, loving relationship. (laughs) It sounds pretty demanding and hurtful and like in a constant state of being on point for you. Simply for you, even though we know life is filled with funky moments and life has to be filled with funky moments, people have no choice but to let you down and sometimes they will let us down because they they have to, right? They choose themselves and they don't choose us, so that hurts our little feelings. And then other times they have to let us down because that's their karma. Like that's that was what was supposed to happen. We We cannot ask our partners to skip over the mud because we don't want our floors to be dirty when they walk in, right? Like that mud might be necessary for their growth and we can't stop that. We live in this world of looking to control each other to avoid, avoid, avoid. Like, yo, do you know how strong you are? (laughs) You have the capacity to manage what was, what's coming, what's coming anyway. Like, a a situation, a challenging situation is arriving anyway. So um, there is no need to try and skirt them all or to try and discourage them all because you cannot, nor should you. If you believe that everything happens for a reason, why are we trying to control what does or does not happen to our partner to favor us? Does that make any sense? Um, We always want to be as comfortable as possible. And that seems like a really good thing to focus on. But it's not possible when you define your comfort by other people following the instructions that you feel most comfortable with. Like that's not comfort. Comfort is being able to have peace in the midst of a storm. And maybe that storm was caused by your partner. Maybe your partner is caught in someone else's storm. But it's not your job to lash out and try and control another situation from happening because you didn't like how it felt. I'm so sorry that you're going to have to deal with the feelings that come come up inside of you and learn how to cultivate peace nonetheless.
the last time I was in a relationship, everything about my life was controlled from who I could hang out with, what I could wear, when I shaved my legs. If I painted my nails, um, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, um, perfume. There was always some excuse, well, this perfume hurts my head, so I don't wear one. Um, I think that, you know, you're married, you have kids, you don't need to be out here shaving your legs and, you know, wearing sexy panties. Like, no, you know, like you don't, you don't need that anymore. And I let somebody convince me that he sold this life to me. Um, I started to realize that I picked up some of those habits of, well, uh, you don't need to be doing this. You know, and you don't need to be thinking like that. And, you know, it, it was it was it was wild how his control taught me how to control and micromanage and realize that even as a parent, I'm constantly trying to soak wood to make sure that it doesn't catch fire. <laughs> really, that's what it is. But most often my friends remind me, like, shit's going to fuck up and it's going to fuck up, but you are going to be able to handle it. I'm, I'm starting to find some excitement for how am I going to handle it this time? You know, I, I, I'm a believer in a higher power. I constantly am praying for the resolve and resilience and discernment. But who am I to pray for a gift and a talent that I won't even, you know, practice? <laughs> I'm like, Lord, let me be peaceful, but don't give me nothing to practice peace with. That sounds so counterintuitive. So as you move forward in your relationship, um, think about how you can let go of a little bit of control for what it is that they need to do, how they need to do it in order for you to share your best self with them. I, I told somebody that love and affection is like fruit on a tree. If it doesn't get picked, it rots right there and all of the sweetness is gone. So instead of looking to withhold love, affection, and closeness from your partner because they didn't do something that you think they should have done, how they should have done it, when they should have done it, you know, little things. Consider, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather share that sweetness with them than hold it inside and let it rot? Learning how to let go of our influence on others is a part of our practice as human beings. Our partners have been gracious enough to give us all access to them and their lives. Who are we to come in as a guest with a backstage pass that was given to us and that really can be revoked at any fucking time to come in and to rewrite their script, to change the lighting, to change the wardrobe, to, to fuck with the audio, and, and even to decide who else gets to come to this show like who gets to purchase tickets and who is VIP and who is not we literally are running their show but we don't want them to run ours or we selflessly give them permission to change everything about us and that that right there I have no clue what makes us do that how we how we will give up our own consciousness and allow someone to control us and believe that that is us showing them love. I don't, I'm never abandoning myself for anyone else 
ever again. And that's something I'm going to pass down to my kids. And that's something I hope that you also will take. So as we prepare to wrap it up, you know, I have to, you know, leave you with some of my closing words in a hip hop quotable. You know, when things begin to rile up inside of you because of how somebody is doing them, how somebody thinks or how somebody is approaching life, um, you can be like Mila J. And, and this affirmation comes from her, uh, her song, Kicking Back. I'm vibing, I'm chilling, I'm good. I'm always going to be chill. I'm always going to be good about me, who I am, and where that line is and where I end and you begin. Now, I can't promise you that I'm going to like what it is that you say and or do. And if it's some hurtful shit, I guarantee you, I might just chuck the deuces because that's the safest thing for me to do. But I can make myself a promise and a promise to my future partner that I'm not going to pitch a fit because you won't let me control you. I'm not going to threaten to leave you because you won't let me tell you what to do uh, because that feels best for me. Um, I promise you, I'm going to be chill and we both are together. This has been Confessions of a Trap Yogi. I'm your girl, Kells the Yogi. I'll check y'all later. Peace, y'all. I'm kicking back and I'm good.